1: Now, you can get lost in all the intrigue and high tech cyber crime rubbish that's gone on around to what went on with this terrible and disgusting hack of uh, the HSE. Uh, a decryption key has apparently been provided by these cyber criminals and HSE um, tech experts are looking at it to decide if they're going to use it to maybe help them restore uh, the HSE computer systems and and get access to these really important files. Aren't they such lovely people that they provided uh, this? They're great, these cyber criminals suddenly developing a conscience. I don't think so. And you can also get into this ransom or no ransom. The government said, no, 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 under no circumstances, there was absolutely no ransom paid. So why these people handed over a decryption key, we're not sure. It seems maybe the heat of things, the problems in the state. Other cyber criminals are not happy with them. Imagine that what, at the Cyber Criminals Convention, is it? That nobody will talk to them. Um, And uh, John has been in touch to say, Joe, is it true that there are solicitors who are touting for business on the back of the cyber attack that if someone's information is made public, they can take a case against the HSC? Well, the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, said it was distasteful to hear that that may well be the case. Uh, We're hearing about someone being contacted by a medical organisation overseas here saying that they were aware of whatever difficulties they were having in uh, their medical life and they were offering services. Um, and then the Labour leader, Alan Kelly, saying if the incident was connected to the ongoing agency hacking attack, we have a big problem. Um, so there's a lot going on here and there's no guarantee that these cyber criminals won't still dump huge amounts of material that may relate to you or me onto the dark web. Um, but when all of that is put to one side... The immediate impact is that the services you need, the services that your family needs here in Limerick, being directly affected and not at all in a good way by these cyber criminals actions. And Dr. Alexander Fraser, who's Clinical Director of Medicine at UL Hospitals uh, Group, is on the line. Good morning to you. um, Hi,
0: Hi, Joe. Uh, Thanks for um, having us on.
1: So, diagnostics. Explain... What's going on with them and why they would have a direct impact on you asking people, for example, not to attend the emergency department at UHL and Douradour unless they absolutely have to?
0: Okay, well, that's a very good question. Um, And that cuts to the core of this. If I could just say at the outset that one of the messages we're trying to get along uh, over to your listeners is that the impact on patient care in this hospital and around Ireland at the moment is far worse than at the peak of COVID. This is an extremely serious situation, and you, you ask a very pertinent question. So the simple answer is this. We have no computers. So when someone has a CT scan, for instance, which would be a core test in the in, in hospital, um, normally that would be sent via Internet to stations where it would be read, it would be dictated up, be up on the computer in the ward in 10 minutes, maybe an hour. Now you can do the CT scan, but you can't send it anywhere. So the radiologist has to go to the CT scan to the 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 screen on the CT scan, which isn't plugged into the internet, and read the interpreter, report the CT from the screen, write it in handwriting, the report that is in the notes. And while he's reporting or she is reporting that CT, you can't do another scan. So we are looking at cutting the CT scan, you could put an X-ray in that, an MRI, capacity down to 15% of what we normally would do. Um, if you extend that to laboratories, biochemistry, for instance, fantastic machine with thousands of samples uh, in, if, in a few minutes, immediately up on the Internet. Now they have to do samples individually, create paper written reports, which have to be carried from the lab down to the emergency department or the ward and handed to the nurse or doctor individually. So, If you can imagine, that's reduced by even more than 15%. So the whole uh, practice of medicine currently is not safe. Uh, We're doing our best to mitigate the safety issue. This is not what we had working two weeks ago. This is really like practicing medicine half-blind like we would have in the 1970s.
1: And Alexander, could you have imagined um, at the beginning of this year that you would ever have said what you've just said, that there's a crisis affecting you at the moment that's worse Than the peak of COVID here,
0: Joe. I became clinical director for medicine two weeks ago, so you can imagine what a shock it is to me. Uh, I was coming in with you know several serious issues, you know the the usual issues to address, but I couldn't imagine this for the world. And one thing that's a bit shocking to us in the hospital system is, in the the national media sense, the 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 seriousness of this. It doesn't appear to be. You know, evident in in the larger news media situations. There's a lot of talk about who's to blame, disencryption, was of the Russians. But the message that our hospital systems are crippled is not as been as reported uh, as we in the system would have hoped. Now, the big issue here is we're all tired of the health system. It's a year and a half of, you know, you can imagine serious stress. And just as things were looking good, we've got vaccines coming in, we're opening up. This came in and there's a serious amount of very stressed, unhappy, hard-working doctors who I have to thank for all their, their the, the,
1: the backbone they put into it, the junior doctors, the NCHDs and the consultants. Yeah, I think you've made a very important point. We're talking to Dr. Alexander Fraser, who's clinical director for Medicine at UL Hospitals Group, because we have said on this show pretty consistently over the last few days that this is not a victimless crime. And what you've just described there has the potential to affect health outcomes for real people.
0: Oh, absolutely. And that's the point I'm trying to get it far worse. than Now, obviously, COVID itself was a dreadfully dangerous disease. But outside of the, the, that, the effect on the system from COVID was nothing compared to this. You know, if you can imagine a world with no computers, so a patient comes in, you can't, If you, even if you've got years of data on them, you can't look at it. You don't know who they are. You don't have a number on them. You can't access their old tests. You can't get any new tests. You know, so it's, it's, it's very dangerous. There's, you know, trying to even track patients around the hospital on pieces of paper. You know, we got, whatever, five 500-odd patients in the hospital and we only know where they are because of bits of paper. So this is how serious this is.
1: And the other point is, you know, being blinded by the James Bond stuff and the latest talk of decryption keys being handed by this international criminal syndicate to the HSE. Even if that's true, how long-term could this issue be for you guys?
0: Well, that's the thing. I mean, we don't know. I, I understand from the hacking in, in the oil pipeline in America that even when they got the de- decryption, it didn't work very well, and it took a long time to, 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 to use it. So, look, I'm not a t- I'm not an IT person. We're, we're working on a, you know, two- to three-week work- uh, loop. Bear in mind that, say, if you waved wa- wa- a wa- magic wand today and it all went away, we've already got, you know, a week and a half's worth of, of backup for patients who need emergency tests.
1: On top of the COVID backlog, of course. On top of
0: the COVID backlog. So it's incredibly depressing for everybody involved. If I can get one or two messages out there, just that you know, people do need to come to the emergency department if they're unwell, very unwell. You know, we talk about stroke, heart attack, or anything where people like feel that they're seriously ill. They will be seen. There is a delay, but the expertise is there. We were asking people who, don't feel that they're critically ill or that they could maybe not come to ED not to do so because the delays for them will be extensive. And on top of that, every test that's ordered for that patient uh, who is deemed non-critical will clog up or delay a system that may be trying to produce results for someone who's deemed to be more critically ill. So if people feel like they may not need to go to the ED if they could look at their GP, the AMUs around the the region, the the, uh, the injury units, their pharmacy, anything at all that would that would help us not add another test to the system.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like these fellas really deserve to be in a slammer somewhere. I mean, that's the reality. They probably never will be, but they definitely do. And I don't know what it is about this particular story this week. that It's almost a final straw for me after everything that the, the country's oh. gone through, the health service has gone through. I can't even imagine how yeah. those of you who are working in it and dealing with it day to day. You have to get on with it, I know that. But know. it just must be... Well, so Joe,
0: I think that, that I could understand there's also a little bit of health crisis uh, weariness in the public, which I totally understand. Like, in normal circumstances, circumstances, we're, we're frequently putting out, you know, we're very busy, please don't come to ED. During COVID, which has been going on for a year and a half or whatever, you know, the health service in crisis. And now your listeners are listening to me saying, it's worse, this is worse than any of that put together. And people understand that we are just better up listening to this stuff. But I just ask them to please listen and understand that I'm not crying wolf. This is a, an incredibly unsafe environment. Everyone's doing their best but it's it's really
1: on a knife edge. Okay, well, I think people will do what they can, definitely. There's no okay, question about that. I, I genuinely do. And, and listen, we thank you for your time. We'll let you back to it. God help yes. you all is what I'd say. But anyway, best best of luck. Best of luck. Thanks, Joe. So. Okay? Thanks, Joe. Right. So. Thank, thanks, bye. Right. Dr. Alexander Fraser, Clinical Director for Medicine at the UL Hospitals Group. Uh, pretty clear, pretty direct, and pretty stark message this morning from him. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live
0: 95.